0: There is a theme that runs through our readings today of how the thoughts of our minds, the thoughts of our hearts, are revealed in the words that we speak. From the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks, says Jesus at the end of the gospel today. And again, we heard in our first reading from the book of Sirach, one's speech discloses the bent of one's mind. Praise no one before he speaks, for it is then that people are tested. So, of course, that's something very uh, wise to live by, that we can tell a lot about people, a lot about who they really are on the inside, by what they say, what comes across in their words. But even though that's a wise thing to be aware of, it's always a little bit dangerous because it can get us into the habit of judging other people simply by what they say. But is that person really a rude person or have they just had a hard day today? Are they really as dumb as a box of rocks or have they just gotten off a 12 hour shift at work? You know. And so we have to be conscious of that and careful of that. Far more... Um, Easy. Far more, we should be far more confident in using this spiritual practice against ourselves, of examining our own words and seeing what they reveal about our thoughts. We call this the discipline of self-accusation. Saint Diamantus, an early spiritual writer, says uh, he says about this. He says. The reason for all disturbance, if we look to its roots, is that no one finds fault with himself. However many virtues a man may have, if he has left the path of self-accusation, he will never have peace. Now, we might hear that idea, self-accusation, and think, well, am I supposed to go around and tell myself what a horrible person I am all the time? I'm no good. I'm worthless. God hates me. Is that what we mean by self-accusation? No. Obviously, that would be a very psychologically unhealthy thing to do, and nothing can be psychologically unhealthy and at the same time spiritually healthy. But it's, if we think that, it's only because we are misunderstanding what we mean by the spiritual discipline of self-accusation. The Latin uh, base for the word accusation simply means to take account of. That's what we mean, really, by self-accusation, that we take account of ourselves, of our own thoughts by what we are saying, by what comes across in our speech, or sometimes what doesn't quite make it out of our mouths, but nonetheless is in our minds. So we can do this in two ways. We can do it through reflection or through reaction, we could say. So first, through reflection. Very often in our lives, it is important for us to sit back and think about what we tend to say we often tend to say things that tell us a lot about who we are. If we notice ourselves saying things like, well, it doesn't really matter, or I know there's nothing that can really be done about this, or God, I know you really don't uh, have time for me, you have much bigger concerns on your mind. See, those kinds of words are telling us something about what we really think about ourselves. When we take the time to examine our speech, we come to learn something about what we believe. I was reflecting the other day on a prayer that I have often said, uh, just made up, but I often say, Lord Jesus, you know, I am a weak, wretched, and sinful man, and I need your help. And I thought, let's examine those words. What do they really mean? I'm weak. Okay, well... That's factually true a lot of the time. I don't always have the power that I need uh, to do what I want to do. Now, it's not always true. That's not an absolute truth because sometimes I do have that power. In fact, compared to some people who really have it tough in life, I actually have a lot of power some of the time. So I can't say that in an unqualified way, but it's still factually true a lot of the times that I need God's strength. Okay, what about sinful well, that's factually true as well. I definitely am a sinner. I commit sins. But I also uh, know that God has forgiven those sins. So it's not unqualified again. uh, Yeah, I'm a sinner, but I'm also forgiven by Jesus Christ. Okay, fine. Now, what about wretched? This might be the more difficult one, I thought, to really figure out. What do I mean when I say that I'm a wretched person? Now, we could mean, as we say and uh, sing in the song Amazing Grace, you know, uh, I was once a wretch, and now I've been set free, right? Saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. Okay, that's factually true. We can say it that way, because without without God, without Jesus, we are nothing. We are going to hell. Uh, and so that's, that's true. But again... Do I sometimes, when I say I'm a wretch, mean I'm no good, that God doesn't really care about me? There's danger there that that maybe I would think that way sometimes. So I've got to be careful in the way that I use those words. And again, (laughs) is it ever uh, the case, do I ever take the time to pray kind of the opposite of that prayer? Lord Jesus, I am a powerful, redeemed, and forgiven man, and I thank you for that. You know, not that we have to pray that all the time, but do we ever take the time to kind of turn those words around and recognize that the opposites can sometimes be true as well? So that is what in one sense we mean by self-accusation, that we take account of what we say to ourselves and think to ourselves and examine them. Is it true? In what way is it true? In what way is it not true? Now that's how we do it in reflection. But there's another time, of course, when self-accusation is very helpful. This is not helpful just for us, but for other people as well. And that is in the moments of reaction. Can we react with self-accusation? Here comes your spouse. Why is the laundry all over the living room? I folded it all nicely on the couch, you know? Well, here comes your boss. Why isn't the job, uh, the project done on time? Now, we are immediately ready to respond to those accusations, right? Well, you're the one who put the laundry there, and I told you the dog was going to knock it down if you left it there. Or, you know, Stan's in charge of the project. I'm not in charge. You Go talk to him. But if we can take the moment... To of reaction, to take a moment to do a little bit of self accusation, we can really uh, learn a lot about ourselves, and you know, uh, help everybody else out too. So we might say, well, you know, uh, I did tell you that the dog was going to knock it off the couch, but I walked past and I noticed that it was there, and I could have taken the time to put it away as well. So you know, let's go fold it up together, and we done with it. Or we could say, well, Stan was in charge of the project, but I was also a day late getting my piece of the project in. Uh, So, you know, I take responsibility for that. When we do those things, when we accuse ourselves, recognize that sometimes we also have contributed to the problem, we are doing exactly what Jesus says. Don't point out the speck in your brother's eye until you have removed the beam in your own. Maybe our beam doesn't seem so big to us, but by simply acknowledging that we sometimes are a part of the problem, by owning up to, taking responsibility for our peace, we make the whole situation much better. And even if we decide in the end that we really aren't responsible at all, and it's entirely the other person's fault, still, if we have taken that moment to examine ourselves... To accuse ourselves, we're going to respond in a much more measured and reasonable way. And so self-accusation is, in both of these ways, whether in reflection or in reaction, a very healthy thing. And it is very often the case that it is in exactly those words that we say to ourselves and to others that Jesus Christ is pointing his finger, placing his finger on the deepest and most painful wounds in our lives and is offering to heal those wounds by his grace if only we will invite him if only we'll acknowledge that those things really are wounds and need his healing grace so especially as we enter into the season of lent maybe this can be one of our lenten disciplines to accuse ourselves, taking account of what we really believe in our own hearts and, and minds by what we say and do, submitting all of our words to Jesus Christ, the Word of God.